Definitely not a stranger to this pulpit, so let's welcome here with a good Bendale welcome here tonight. God bless him. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. There's a song that says, I'm going to shout it louder than I did before. Anybody care to try that? You're going to shout it louder than you did before. There were some folks running a few minutes ago. I wonder if there's anybody else that can do just that. Somebody that don't normally respond that way. I don't know how you feel tonight, but God's about to take this service to a brand new level. The stratosphere. The atmosphere. I'm telling you right now, somebody's victory is being released to them. The Bible says to quench not the spirit. I'm going to get personal right now. If you have felt to do something and for some reason you refrained, you hesitated, you didn't really do all that you felt to do, and maybe I'll get to preach, but I just wish somebody would just go ahead, take the initiative, and say, you know what? I don't know why I held back. I don't know why I quenched the Spirit. I don't know why I was hesitant, reluctant. I want to remind you that your victory is behind your praise. We can turn that around. Praise and victory go together. So if anybody felt like maybe I just didn't really completely turn loose of you, I'm not trying to get you to do anything. I'm not trying to hype the service. I just don't want to miss what the Holy Ghost is releasing. It's making available to one and all. I've said it a hundred times, but in every service, there are divine moments, signature moments that God passes by that we can ill afford to miss. Do you want a sermonette or do you want somebody to speak what thus saith the word? I've been feeling all afternoon. Didn't know they were basically going to sing my sermon. Been feeling all day to challenge the people. Do we have any unconditional praisers? Your praise is not contingent on what God has done, what He is doing, but rather what He is going to do. And then we can back up and say, my praise is unconditional. It doesn't matter if I'm in a high place or a low place. If I'm well, if I'm sick, rich or poor, it doesn't matter. My praise is unconditional. I'm not waiting for God to do more. He's already done more for me than what I could ever merit. I wish somebody would go ahead and praise him for what he has done. Some people are waiting for God to do more, waiting for God to do something again. I say, if anything... We are running way behind. We are lacking in the area of unconditional praise. Do we have any unconditional praisers? David was an unconditional praiser. We just got through singing about it. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, his name is to be praised. Now, you can't convince me that in that 24-hour period that there's not a lot of junk and a lot of challenges, and a lot of peril and problems, and a lot of disappointments. But David said, my praise, I'm connected to a God, and I will not be slack when it comes to worship and praise, because my praise is not predicated on where I am in life and what I'm having to go through and the trivial things that I'm having to deal with. I settled it a long time ago. Seven times a day will I praise thee because of thy righteous judgment and from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. His name is to be praised. David was an unconditional praiser. His praise was not 
predicated on how he felt. Amen? Well, I guess I've just got to obey the Holy Ghost and tell somebody that you could be one praise away. It's kind of like the preacher one time went to his pastor and said, I'm concerned because you're just not preaching as much as you used to preach or you need to preach more. And the preacher said, is that right? He said, well, sir, you're not even obeying what I'm preaching now and you want me to preach more? And we come to church with a mindset, God, we need more, more, more. And God says, you haven't even celebrated what I have released, what I have given you. You're not even grateful or thankful that you were lost, but now you're found. You were sick, but now you're well. You didn't have a dime to your name, but God is running your cup over tonight. Blessings. I say, if anything, we ought to praise Him for what He has done. If He never does it again, if He never does more, if He doesn't release the increase, I say He's worthy to be praised. Now, I'm struggling in my own mind because somebody said, well, it's just about praise and worship tonight. Well, I, I didn't pick and choose. I didn't set the itinerary. The Holy Ghost did. And if you want to go back and sit down, that's fine. I'm, I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost. And I'm feeling some things moving in my spirit. And uh, there are 300 verses in the Bible that speaks of praising the Lord. It must be important. And I think it would be safe to say it's indeed a challenge in all of our lives to step into what I call the praise zone. How many wants to get in? You say, you're preaching to the choir. I know where I am. Man, you folks are wild. I, I was thinking about Brother Moore, watching him operate in the service and everything. Let me tell you something. With age, he's getting more radical. Now you already know, I know this is a family, you already know this, but he's not going to settle down or simmer down or set down or cool it. This man is plugged in to a source from another world that some of you need to connect to. Does he always feel like it? I'm sure he doesn't. But you know what? He made a covenant a long time ago. I'm an unconditional praiser, and I'm going to lead by example. I'm not just going to tell you what to do. I'm going to show you how to do it. I wish there was a father in this house who said, hey, in case you have forgot how to leap for joy, I'm going to show you. If you forgot how to dance in the Spirit, I want to show you how. If you have forgot how to be grateful and thankful for the goodness of the Lord, let me show you how to do it. So often our praise is predicated on emotions. In other words, how we feel at a particular moment when life is good and things seem to be going our way. We don't have a problem with this. But if the truth be told, there's probably not too many unconditional praisers in Pentecost. Because unconditional praisers are those who praise Him regardless of situations or circumstances, no matter how dire or threatening. God is looking for somebody tonight in this service that will live their lives from this night going forward in the praise zone. Choosing to bless the Lord at all times. We sing about it. I will bless the Lord at all times. The good, the bad, the high, the low, the empty, the full. David was an unconditional praiser. I don't know about you, but it indicts me. I feel a conviction. Because so much of my praise is reaction. I'm reacting to a praise report. I'm reacting to, oh, I just felt something. I'm reacting to what God has just done. But what are you going to do when you're in a season of silence? What are you going to do when you're in a season of suffering and a season of sorrow and a season of difficulty and misunderstanding? David said, I'm going to tell you, this is just how it ought to be. I will praise him anyway. 
Easier said than done. But I'm looking at some seasoned folks in Christ tonight that have said, hey, I'm preaching to people. All is not perfect in your life, but you've come in here Sunday night. Some of you are tired. Some of you are weary. Some of you are sick. Some of you are cumbered about with much serving. Some of you inundated with all kind of problems. But you know what? That hand is in the air. That mouth is shouting praises unto God. And I'm going to tell you that while you are doing this, while you are blessing the Lord at all times, he's already released to you what is needed. He said he's to be praised at all times. The song says we worship you for who you are. You are good all the time. The bottom line is it's really not about us tonight. This may come as a shock to some people that it's not about them. It's about Him. And if you want to move of God in this place in an uncanny way, in an unprecedented way, I tell you, step into the praise zone. See, people that live in the praise zone are not high and low and up and down and in and out. And their praise doesn't suffer. Amen? See, in the praise zone, things are released to you. I, 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 I just make a special appeal tonight to turn your praise loose. Somebody said, if it got any looser, we'd wreck the place. Hello? I, I'm, I'm going to devote. I'm nobody, but, but right over here, I'm having church and worshiping the Lord. And I don't know who this is for. Well, it must be for Jesus' name, church. All of a sudden, I was in a different building. I saw it just as clear as I saw this. Well, about 20% got on board. The other one, well, I don't know. I didn't come to prophesy. I didn't plan that vision. God gave me that. I'm telling you, but what you are doing right now is going to pave the way. It's going to open the windows of heaven. There are blessings coming to this church, property, a building, and entire families being added. I'm telling you, this church is about to become the epic center it's about to become the epic center see earthquakes have an epic center and from that point it goes outward and I'm telling you right now God has targeted this place because of your faithfulness because you're kingdom minded because you want the will of God to be done and God said I have placed my hand of favor upon you and there are miracles coming there's going to be property there's going to be a new building and there's going to be people to fill it Can I tell you, don't wait until it happens to shout. But while it's still in God's mind, cradled in the mind of God, is a plan and purpose for this church. And I say, while it's still in God's thoughts, I'm going to praise him as if I'm already there. It's going to happen in Jesus' name. Turn your praise loose. Did you know the Syrophoenician woman, before her prayer was answered, she worshiped when she didn't have a reason to worship? Jesus and his entourage had been rude and crude, ignored her, looked down at her, discriminated against her. You know the story. And yet she worshiped. And her daughter is still possessed. Still vexed by the devil. But she qualifies as an unconditional praiser. I'm going to praise you because I know who you are. And I know what you can do. 
I don't know if you will oblige me. I don't know if you will comply to my request. But I'm serving notice. I'm going to go ahead and get involved with worship based on what I know. I've got a revelation about you that some of these other folks need. And whether you ever deliver my daughter or not, you're worthy for me to worship. And when she worshiped, everything changed for the better. Some of you are waiting till you see just a glimmer of hope and then you'll get involved. I say shout now. I say rejoice now. I say give God what belongs to him now and see if the Lord will not do it. There's something about people that praise God when they don't even know the outcome of a situation. But see, their praise is not tied to a result. It's tied to Him. Amen. That's like Job, Lord. Though God slay me, yet will I trust Him. I don't want you to kill me. I want to live. I want to recover. I want to be healed. But if you don't, I'm serving notice to heaven and also to hell's dark domain. I'm in this for the long haul. Because my worship is not predicated on all the goodies you've given me. The Lord giveth and he takes away. Watch this. I'm an unconditional praiser. Because blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm not serving God for the trinkets. I'm not serving God for materialism. I'm not serving God because of the blessings. I'm serving him because I'm in covenant with him. What he did for me, I could not do for myself. He brought me out of the miry clay. He healed my body. He changed my life. He's given me a brand new tomorrow. He was an unconditional praiser. And so was the Syrophoenician woman, the Gentile, the Canaanite lady. The Jews hated the Canaanites with a perfect hatred. She was a pagan. She didn't believe in God. She wasn't like us. And yet she worshiped. And if a pagan, Gentile outcast, see, it wasn't her time yet, but she said, I think it might be. See, we determine the time. But my point is this. If she can get a prayer through, if she can get an answer, if she can get a result, and the key was her worship, amen? There's people that don't have truth. There's people that don't look like us. But they praise Him and they worship Him. And it starts a journey in their life. And it begins to lead them to more truth and revelation. I'm not going to let somebody that doesn't have all the truth outpraise me. And I understand we're ever learning. But I'm talking about the plan of salvation. The gospel truth. The ticket to heaven. And I, I'm not going to let somebody that, that doesn't have truth and somebody that, that, that doesn't live like they ought to live out-worship me, out-praise me. Amen. I'm talking about living in the praise zone. So, some choose to live in the quiet zone where nothing ever happens. The quiet zone is a controlled climate occupied by the living dead. Hello? I suppose silence is golden in its proper place, but not here. Amen? I wasn't going to preach this. This was another sermon, but the Lord laid on my heart. I said, let me pull this up. and got a few notes here. I can assure you this is not the proper place for silence or quietness or restrained participation or pious formalities. But this is the place where the redeemed of the Lord have something to say. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so tonight. I think you're doing pretty good. I submit to one and all, it's an insult to the majesty of God's greatness to remain silent in His presence. I just feel like He deserves better. I'm not waiting on God to do more. I said He already deserves better than what I'm giving Him.
He doesn't have to bless me again if he never does anything else again. I owe him the rest of my life. He deserves better. He deserves more. Can I get a witness? Thank God for a witness. But what I'm looking for tonight is a worshiper. A radical, extreme, unconditional praiser who will put their money where their mouth is. Someone that doesn't just talk the talk, but walk the walk. I contend that our God deserves better and he deserves more. If you'll praise him for what he has done and praise him for what he is doing, I can assure you in the coming days, God's going to show you some stuff that you never thought possible. Did he not tell Israel through his servant Joshua, sanctify yourselves today for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. How did that resonate with God's wonders? Their whole existence had been miraculous. Brought them out of Egypt by a strong hand. Fed them manna and quail in the desert. River come flowing out of a rock. What do you mean wonders? God said, I've got some stuff you hadn't seen. There's some experiences that you're about to step into that you can't even wrap your mind and faith around, right? What I'm about to do. My God, my God. Look at somebody and tell them, God is about to do something big. Because God don't play games. Nothing that God does is immaterial and minute and small and insignificant. Now, see, that's generalizing. That's preaching to the corporate body. But I want to tell somebody individually that God is about to do something big in your life, in your family, with your health. If you'll just go ahead and praise him before the doctor comes in and says, uh, it was there, but whatever it was is not there now. Don't wait until that boy calls you and said, Daddy, I got the Holy Ghost tonight. I say go ahead and do it now, unconditionally. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. In fact, David said, let him praise his name in the dance. Now, when it comes to his name, there's only one way to praise him. He said, praise him in the dance. Hello? Well, I've been baptized in his name. That ought to be good enough. I love Jesus, but I don't want to run like some of these other weirdos in this church. That just at the drop of the hat, they just think they feel something. Man, there they go again. I want to get on their side. I want they're in the praise zone. That that's the zone that I want to stay in. I don't want to be in the sad zone, in the pouting zone, in the doubting zone. I, I want to live my life in the praise zone. Amen. Too many people are living their life in the critical zone, always critiquing and criticizing everything. But I want to live, I want to be an unconditional praiser. Uh, I wish somebody tonight would just decide to step into that zone and say, you know what, this is a good place to be. And I, I'm not going to leave the praise zone because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. See, I've got to obey God rather than man. I, I came prepared to preach a constructive sermon. And it's the word of God and it would have blessed because it's God's word. But I'm going with the flow tonight. And if that hair lifts the devil, more power to God, less power to the enemy. Because I'm here to tell you that we do this a lot of times in all of our services uh, up until a point uh, and then we shut it down and we go through the calisthenics and the motions and, and the routine. Now, now we bring the preacher. Well, let's turn to Matthew 5 and then all oh, that's great. And a lot of times uh, people get lost in the shuffle and the transition and they said, I was just about to step into what God wants, but, but they shut it down. I got news for you. I ain't shutting nothing down here tonight. Uh, 
I'm telling you, if anything, I want to throw another log on the fire. I want to fan the flames. I want to tell you this is real. Unconditional praise. God is pleased with it. Anybody can sing when the sun is shining and they're on the mountaintop of victory and conquest and life is surreal. But I got news for you. What are we going to do when we're not on the mountain? Be an unconditional praiser. I know it's simplistic, but it's powerful. That, that, that man that was possessed with legion, somebody correct me. Did he not worship and praise God before he was delivered? What are some of you waiting on? Because you say, I got the Holy Ghost, I think. I felt something three years ago. You know, 1987, I was walking out in the foyer and I just stopped and started praising the Lord. And I just sing a song all the way. I'm not making light of that. But honey, that was then. What about now? Oh, but you don't know what I've been through. See, I'm talking about being an unconditional praiser. Doesn't matter what you've been through it. you got something to praise God for. He brought you through it. You didn't think you'd get through it. You didn't think you would survive the storm. You thought it would be your Waterloo, your undoing. You could not project. You looked in every direction, weighed all options. You said, I'm a dead duck. There's no way I can come out of this. But you did because he leads you beside still waters. He restores your soul in the valley, in the wilderness. And he brought you through it when you didn't see how he was going to. I say, be a praiser. And Legion, the man possessed of the devil, he worshiped before he was delivered. He's got thousands of devils in him. And he's doing more than some apostolics that claim to have truth. I'm walking in the light. You walking in something? Walking in deception. Well, you don't know. I, I, I'm wounded. Somebody hurt my face. Take a number and get in line. We're talking about the difference in being a fair weather praiser and an unconditional praiser. We're talking about the difference in conditional worship and unconditional. See, it doesn't matter. Slap me around, kick me, abuse me, knock me over. Life can run us over. But you know what? I'm getting back up. I'm going to shout. I'm going to praise him because he's good. I was able to get back up. I didn't die in my dilemma, but I was delivered in my dilemma. I'm talking about unconditional. Woo! He, I preached this before, but he, he saw Jesus, ran to Jesus, fell at his feet and worshiped. And he's got all type of attachments and entanglements and demonic possession. And he proves that life doesn't have to be perfect. And neither do you to be an unconditional praiser. What, what do you pray? Man, you're out of your mind. You, you live among, he's got problems. He's living in the cemetery. That right there tells me he's got issues. I know they can't hurt you, but they can make you hurt yourself. Man, you're weird. Beside that, he won't keep, he won't keep his pants on and his shirt running around. He's the first streaker in the Bible running around there terrorizing. Everybody, make sure your door's locked and close the shade. Don't you dare look, Ethel. Too late. Well, I see some of you got a little carnal about you. Carnality, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Boogity, boogity. And he ain't wearing no clothes. But Jesus arrives. And before he ever gets his act together, before he's ever delivered, before he gets a revelation, before he becomes a new creature, 
He sees him. He runs to him. Nothing's going to keep him away. And when he gets there, he falls at his feet and he worships. No wonder he was delivered. I'm telling you, there's a deliverance to somebody. If you'll just go ahead and blot out all the negativity and say, but it looks like I'm losing, go ahead and praise him anyway and see if deliverance will not come. There's a lot of times in my travels that I, I pray for people, I minister to people, prophesy to people, and I leave and I never hear the results. My wife and I, back the latter part of last year, was in Texas in a revival, and the pastor's daughter who's married with a family, my wife called me today to tell me that this lady had called her and said, I need you to call me, I need to give a praise report. Said, when y'all were here back in November, said your husband, come to me and and he said you normally don't I normally don't use words I just generalize but she's let me back up she said leading up to that revival for over two weeks I was bleeding hemorrhaging didn't want to tell my father who's the pastor and and burden them but I went to the doctor and they did some tests and they found a spot on her uterus begin to run more tests and she said it's serious we need you need to come back we we need to follow up on this but she said I, I don't like what I'm seeing I, I don't like what's here and she said then y'all came for the revival and said in one of the services you called me out and you said I don't normally use the word but I'm gonna tell you it's your uterus you got something going on with the uterus uterus but said we're gonna pray for you believe God's gonna take care of it I, I vaguely remember that. My wife's telling me what she said over the phone, and it's all coming back to me. And she said, after that revival, she said, I went back to the doctor like I was supposed to, and they said, before we run these other tests, let's take an x-ray. And they took the x-ray, and she come in there, the doctor, and she said, something has happened. She said, I want you to look at the x-ray here that we took some weeks ago. There's the spot, and, and, and the one we just took, there's nothing there. And she said, I don't make mistakes. I do not understand this. It was there, but it's not there now. I do remember that when I prayed for her and laid hands on her, she didn't look at me like I had lost my mind. Before there was a miracle, she connected in faith. And she lifted her hands and began to praise God. I'm just a vessel. But she called my wife said, call me. I got a praise report. And she said, from the night he prayed for me and ministered to me, the bleeding stopped. That was in first of November. This is February. She said, it's still gone. I don't have a problem. But I thought y'all'd like to know. And my wife said, thank you for letting us know. Because a lot of times we never hear about the follow-up and the result. I'm telling you, it's not about me needing confirmation. I'm telling you right now, there are results that's coming. If somehow... Even though you're weighted down with problems, if you can somehow get that hand in the air and say, God, I don't feel anything. If anything, I'm somewhat doubtful and skeptical, and I'll be honest, would you help my unbelief? But you know what? I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm telling you right now, God can do it. Take somebody by the hand. Let's pray. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense to offer God praise about something that seems to be getting progressively worse. But Job said, here's the key. Though he slay me. <laughs> if I don't get the results I wanted, 
I'm still going to worship. I'm still going to serve him. Esther went in knowing she was risking her own life and the life of her people. But she said, is there not a cause? If I perish, I perish. But it's worth the risk. It's worth the chance. Why don't you try what I'm preaching tonight? Why don't you open your mouth and ask the Lord to do it? Why don't you start praising him for what he's done, for what he has brought you out of, for what he has delivered you from, for past miracles, past answered prayer? I've just had to do what I felt tonight. Woo! I see ex-prodigals in the house that have been restored and renewed. Can I tell you, it's mercy drops compared to those that's still yet coming. There's more coming. But you know what? I'm not going to wait till they walk through the back door to celebrate it. I'm going to go ahead and get involved with a prophetic praise that says, I believe it's going to happen. Bible says, Abraham being strong in faith, staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith giving glory to God. And all he's got is a promise. All he's got is a word. I'm going to make you the father of a nation. I'm going to give you a son. Your seed will be as the stars, the sands. And yet he starts worshiping. Unconditional praise. Well, is Sarah pregnant? No. She's barren. What are you praising God for? Because he thought me worthy enough to speak to me. To give me a promise when he didn't have to. Anybody, is the Lord speaking to you right now? He's going to bring somebody out. Of a situation that others have said, it'll never turn around, but it's doing it right now. One more time, reach over. Let's pray one with another. I'm going to move out of the way shortly. But the Holy Ghost is doing a work. I thank God for preaching. I thank God for constructive messages. I thank God for great anointed pulpiteer abilities that, that this church is exposed to on a regular basis. Your pastor, ministers in the church, Brother Troy, Brother Ferguson, others visiting evangelists that come through, blesses this church. Blesses this church with the word. But every service and every setting is different. And God is meeting the need at hand tonight. <laughs> Don't miss the moment that you may not be comfortable with. But say, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I got a promise. It's going to happen. And until it happens, my worship will not suffer. I will not be slack. People will look at me and they won't know if it's happened or not because uh, I don't vary one way or the other. My worship is consistent. Whether I'm up, whether I'm down, whether it's happening or whether things are worse than ever before, my worship is perpetual, consistent. I keep being drawn to you, Brother Randy, tonight. I know you and your wife going through things, but, but you don't have to run. But would you just walk one time around this place? Because God said, I'm releasing a strength that you need for you and your wife in the coming days and weeks and months. Has God not already worked miracles? Don't think for one moment that he has to stop now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, young lady. God said, I got a special anointing for you. 
You've been cut. You've been wounded. You've been hurt. Trust is not easy. But God said, I'm healing your mind and emotions. You will be happy. You will have joy. There will be fulfillment. The Holy Ghost said, I'm doing it. I'm doing the God thing. I'm making the deposit. I'm binding up. He's the good Samaritan. He's taking care of the wounds at no charge. God said, you've already shed enough tears. You've already been through enough darkness. He said, now I'm ready to lead you to light. I'm ready to lead you to a place beside still waters. Now I want you to walk one time around there as the Holy Ghost begins to, and as you walk by people, it's going to jump on them. Not something bad. I'm talking about something good. The anointing and the joy that's coming to her is going to be contagious. Here's what the Holy Ghost says. The making of the man. God is making you, preparing you, equipping you for the days to come, for the months and years to come if God tarries. Amen. Lift your hands right now. There's a special insight that God has released to you. There's a wisdom, that, and not that you're real young and you're certainly not old, but a wisdom beyond your years. A gifting beyond your years. Hallelujah. I know this is a family church. Man, it, 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 there's probably at least one in here related to this guy. That's a joke. But Jesus did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because they were raised up with him. Well, we know who he is. We used to play with him when we were kids. Let me tell you right now. I want you, and I know you know this. But there is an anointing upon this young man. And God is using him and going to use him. He's developing him. He's making him. Hello? And he's no respecter of person. Is there any other men in here that want to be made? That want to be gifted? That want to be equipped? I'm telling you right now. I could say more, but I won't. It's all good. But I'm telling you right now, why don't you throw your hands in the air and go ahead and say, you know what? Here I am, Lord. Use me in this end time. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news lately, but it speaks of the signs of the time. I'm telling you right now, it's a mad, da- a, 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 a mad, mad rush and dash, if you will, to the rapture. Jesus is coming and saying, you say, well, I believe this has got to happen. Any way you slice it, it's not going to be long. Whether you're pre-med or post or pan. Like Charles Mahaney, I believe it's all going to pan out. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, we are in the twilight hours of the grace dispensation. And that's why they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. God is positioning this church for a great end time, last day harvest of souls in this county, in this community, and in this region. This ain't just about you gobbling it all up. It's about those that are broken and hurting on the outside looking in. And they are coming. But keep living your life in the praise zone. I have yet, and I know I haven't personally talked to every preacher that's come here, but I have the many. And everyone without exception says, it is a refreshing to be able to come and preach in a church like this because so many churches everything is locked down is programmed and this church has structure and order don't misunderstand me but you make allowances for the Holy Ghost to interrupt and break in but some churches refuse to do that and that's why that there is an anointing and a liberty in this pulpit it starts with your pastor no fetters Take your liberty. Do what you're feeling. And I know you can't just turn some 
everybody loose that you don't know because you tell them to do whatever they feel. They ain't no telling what they're liable to do. But you got to know them that labor among you. I told one pastor that called me, he said, you come recommended. I don't normally preach somebody that I've never heard, but said, you come pretty highly recommended. So he said, I'm going to have you. I said, if it will help your feelings, I may not know everything to do, but I can assure you I know what not to do. He said, that's good enough for me. Come on, brother. Hello? I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to try to help you. I'm going enha- to promote the kingdom of God. And I've come to tell you, as I move out of the way, lift your hands one more time and offer God some unconditional worship and praise. Oh, let's put our hands together with thanksgiving in the house of the Lord tonight. The touch and the presence of the Lord. Have such an opportunity to have one called Jesus Christ to be a part of our lives. To know what it is to have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sanford, for obeying the Lord here tonight and working in the Holy Ghost and the powers of His love and grace and mercy. He's in the business, amen, of strengthening the body. Give it courage and do the work of the Lord in this end time. I want to be about the Father's business. How about you? I'll be about the kingdom's business. A vessel, amen, to be used by God. Lord bless you. You may be seated tonight and thank each one of you in responding to this service and to the presence of the Lord and the touch of God in this house ministering and working on our behalves and helping us along the way. Praise God. I want to be a praiser. How about you? Ryder, Brother Heath, go ahead. Give that unto the Lord here tonight. (laughs) We become a new creature, a new creation. We don't have to live with the baggage. That's the reason I'm very careful to put so much emphasis on my past. (laughs) Put too much focus on it. Because there's way too many people 
want to put way too much focus on their past and though, as though it's what's molding them and shaping them and excuses them for their actions. If I'm going to put focus on my past, it's going to be on the receiving the Holy Ghost, being introduced to this kingdom and what it's doing and where it's leading me to. This is where our focus is at. A new creation in Christ Jesus that gives us a renewing of the mind on a daily basis. What a God we serve that delivers us from that trauma. Amen. Not just physically, but mentally and spiritually. He's more than able to do it. What a God we serve tonight. Thank you, Brother Heath. Appreciate that. God bless you. Amen. Just obey the Lord sometimes. What God puts in their heart, you never know how far it'll go. No spoken words into someone else's life and their circumstance or situation. Thank God for a heavenly father that promised us he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He always hears. He's always available. He's always reachable and touchable through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To comfort us and to assure us. Church, we're blessed. Amen. We're blessed as disciples of Jesus Christ, as vessels of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We got, he's more than enough. Amen. He's more than enough. Love you tonight again. Appreciate your birthdays. Got any birthdays? Praise God. All right. Anyone else? Praise God. All right, Ethan and Allie Claire. Anyone else? Don't want to miss no one. You may not get a basket, but we still want to celebrate with you. Praise God. All right. Well, let's sing happy birthday. Give them a good hand tonight. God bless them. <laughs> Amen. God bless them tonight. Anniversaries. Anniversaries. Hallelujah. Praise God. We'd had to sing real loud to get Brother Tony. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyone else? No anniversaries. All right. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. The Lord's will, we see you back here Wednesday night, 6.30 prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. Come expecting a great move of the Holy Ghost. Lord bless you. You're dismissing the fear of the Lord.